Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Dan Fogelberg. The guy was good. As musicians go, he could do it all. Wrote it, sing it, played it, whatever. I gotta gotta go do some more bumper music there one of these days. So anyway, um, it's always fun to run into him. I I see him at different events across the state, and uh, he's like an old friend. We pick up right where we left off the last time. Always fun to have Jim Goller from the Harry Hampton Memorial Wildlife Fund on the show. Jim, how are you today? Roger, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, you know, you'll know you really messed up the last time if you don't hear back from me in like three to four months. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm privileged. <laughs> no, no, I am. I am. I'm privileged to know you, to call you my friend, and, and to catch up with you when we can. Um but I saw you the last week. I think it was you actually got out and went fishing. So before you before you can talk about what you want to talk about, you have to give me a little bit of a low country fishing report. Well, now listen, you have opened up Pandora's box, but I'd rather <laughs> talk fishing than talk about anything. Well, let's talk a little um, fishing then. I <laughs> I did get out last week. Um, you know, I fished offshore right for twenty five, close to twenty eight years, really. right, and. Uh, I moved inshore when we moved down here to Beaufort, South Carolina in 2006, and I fished the Ace Basin, the beautiful Ace Basin that DNR helped, you know, set aside for future generations along with the landowners. And um, redfish, trout, flounder, you know, occasional cobia, um, a little nearshore fishing around the reefs and wrecks. That's my game now, but there's nothing better than to get out on – the Cusaw River and the Edisto and Cumbie and, and the Ashapoo and do a little uh, uh, fishing for redfish and trout. Sure. Anyway, I went last week, and uh, I think I I struggled a little bit. I think I put five redfish to the boat, all released, of course. One was 26 inches, and then I caught three flounder, two of which were keeper size, so we were able to you know, chow down on a little bit of flounder last week. Boy, and I tell you, fresh flounder, mm, it's hard to beat. Nothing like it. I um, I like to keep them whole and score them and fry them. And I know you're not supposed to eat too much fried fish, but I've got <laughs> uh, my own little recipe for dollars goo, and it's um, basically orange marmalade, horseradish, um, uh, a little bit of... Uh, Braswell's red pepper jelly and shoot a little Texas Pete in there, man. I'll tell you, Oof. you'll slap mine on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you better slap yours because mine might hit back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine will. Yeah. I was fixing to say yours probably would too. Um, man, that sounds good. And, and yeah, fresh flounder and fried and boy, that the marmalade sounds really good. You might have to. You it's might have to send me that good. recipe. I will be glad to share that. As a matter of fact, they published it in South Carolina Wildlife, I think, the year before last, and I've had a lot of calls about it, but uh, it's a good accompaniment. But anyway, mud minnows were the trick last week. Okay. Um, they wanted meat. They didn't want artificial. So all right. uh, I'm always happy to see that court go down. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's You know, I, I got some buddies up in Charleston that guide, and we'll go out every once in a while. And we'll use the sliding corks so we can adjust for the depth and all. And right, uh, right. It, it it takes you back to those early days, Jim. Like I'm sure you did. You know the 
brim fishing on a bed or whatever, and you sit there and you flip oh, that cork yeah. out of there, and it starts wiggling a little bit, and boom, it's gone, you know. And that, it, I think even today, fishing with a cork, I think it takes me back to those early days. You know, and yeah, you get the same excitement. You do, and, you know, it, it's uh, it's really a shame in the modernization of America that more people don't have the opportunity to watch that little cork bob out there and catch a fish. Yeah, it is a shame, but, you know, hey, we got Department of Natural Resources fishing rodeos they can go to and watch a cork go under. Uh, they got the, exactly. they had the fishing pond at the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic. You could catch a catfish, and and I tell you, I was standing there at the at the uh, at the fishing pond. All these kids spread around the edges and all, and they, okay, everybody start fishing and all that. And then you started seeing the corks go down, and a couple of kids had no clue what to do with it. You know? Exactly. They're like, exactly. "What do I do now?" And it had the volunteers coming <laughs> around. You know, hey, you want to hold it? And one kid was like, "I don't want anywhere near that." But I tell you, there was a little girl there. She caught one, and she was squealing, and she wanted to hold it so bad. And so they gave it to her, and she was holding that thing. And I'm thinking, that's all it takes, right there. You never know that spark. Right. That spark lit at an early age could carry her the rest of her life. You know, you're exactly right, Roger. Um, setting the tone at that age for a child to enjoy the natural resources we have, we're so blessed with, um, transcends. You know, and you may not know it right away. You might not know it through the teenage years, but I guarantee you some of that will come back in later in life. Oh, and they'll sure. come back to the natural resources and, and sure. do a little fishing. You know, it really surprised, like it. really surprised me. Eva Shockey. Now, do you know who Jim and Eva Shockey are? I do. I yeah. Do. Well, Eva, you know, she, growing up in Jim Shockey's household, big hunter, you know, right. outfitter for all his life, you'd expect her to be in there and doing it all. But, you know, I've talked to her, and, and she really didn't come back to it until after college. In her exactly. early 20s, when, exactly. she's, when she was like, I think I want to know more about this and find out what I was missing all those years. So you, right. you just never know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I did the same thing myself. Uh, even it took coming to work for the Department of Natural Resources really to get my interest re-sparked. I had, uh, you know, gotten into, uh, you know, the business world and sure. so forth. And, and uh, sometimes you have to put those things aside and slow down life a little bit. Yep. Exactly. Get outside and enjoy it. That's right. Harry Hampton. Uh, I know you've talked about it a little bit before when you've been on the show, but there's always new listeners coming in. So what is the Harry Hampton Memorial Wildlife Fund? And then we're going to talk about a fundraiser they can go to and and what y'all do with some of the money that you raise from those fundraisers. Certainly, certainly. Well, I'll tell you, the organization, the Harry R.E. Hampton Memorial Wildlife Fund, was established in 1981. It was named for Harry Hampton, who, in my mind, is, South Carolina's first true conservationist. You know, he worked hard for the formation of the South Carolina Wildlife Federation. He later uh, pushed hard with the South Carolina legislature to establish the South Carolina Wildlife Commission, which later became the Wildlife Department and is now BNR as we know it. Okay. He also pushed really hard in Washington to get Congress to set aside the Congaree Swamp as a national monument, and it's now South Carolina's only national park. So we were proud of his heritage, lending his name to our organization. But when he passed away in 1980, the fund was formed in 81, and it was basically to receive money from the public to assist uh, the Department of Natural Resources. In effect, our 
statement of purpose says we receive private funds to assist in educational and other endeavors designed to contribute to conservation and protection of wildlife and marine resources here in South Carolina. So if you look at us from that standpoint, we do not fund a lot of private projects. Right. We exist solely to take money and give to DNR for those programs for youth and ladies and uh, you know, uh, mobility impaired, uh, all types of groups um, to to get them outdoors, get them as participating through programs like Take One, Make One, Youth Mentoring Program. You know, get them a field, get them in a boat, get them on a bank with cork in their hand, as we were talking about earlier. But right. these product projects that we fund through DNR are projects they cannot fund through regular state appropriations. So we try to fill that void. Gotcha. And it's a long list of things. I mean, like you said, the, the take it one, is. make one program, archery and school, shooting sports. Um, yeah. You got Santee Coast Reserve, striped bass research, fish stocking and tagging, uh, the Marine Outdoor exactly. Education Center, SACON Education Vessel Discovery. I mean, you, you cover a lot of things really north to south and east to west across South Carolina. Right. And and people don't realize some of the things that, that we go behind the scenes, such as we created our own artificial reef for one of our former board members who passed away, Bruce Rush. It's uh, up uh, off, um, you know, the, the uh, Pauly's Island area. Okay. And we... Um, we do uh, fund that educational vessel discovery that plies the South Carolina's waterways down here in the low country, teaching kids all about marine resources. Um, we uh, were very instrumental in, in assisting DNR setting aside money in your area for Sassafras Mountain for the new observation tower project that's underway. Thankfully, right. now it it's... took a while to get it going. <laughs> yes, it did. But uh, it's now moving. But um, you mentioned uh, shooting sports, and that's that's a a program that is very near and dear to our hearts. Um, you know, I think you and I talked about this personally, but it's just amazing to me that there are fifty thousand youth in South Carolina schools participating in the state archery program. Yeah, it's just unbelievable to me. It is. You know, and, and eleven hundred or more youth shooters in the shotgun sports, and you know. We love those programs because we devote a lot of our resources to getting scholarships to assist um, these students when they want to uh, move on from high school and go to college. And other organizations in South Carolina give and contribute through us so that um, these kids get a chance to go to school. And we're real proud of that. In addition, we give some $46,000 personally to a special scholarship program we've had going for for many many years. Yeah, I mean you at the at the state NAS tournament over in Sumter last month, uh, y'all gave away several scholarships to seniors that that you know not necessarily the ones that are placing first in the archery tournament, just but just seniors who are graduating, moving on to college, and they were getting exactly. a little help from Harry Hampton to to make those dreams come true. That's right. That's right. And and. You know, youth in South Carolina is what we're all about, too. Um, you know, we love for, to see our money go towards youth programs because that's the future of our sport. 
Yep, that's right. The future of our heritage, too, you know? Exactly. Look, look at our South exactly. Carolina heritage. It is, we are, you know, armpit deep in the outdoors. We are. We have one of the most diverse ecosystems, you know, statewide, from, truly from the mountains to the city. There's a little bit of everything for people in South Carolina to enjoy. And uh, we like to uh, think that some, in some small way, Harry Hampton helps um, preserve and protect those areas and, and uh, make them available for South Carolinians to enjoy. And, you know, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't happen without contributions, donations, and a couple of great events, uh, one of which is coming up what this Friday in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Actually, it is next Thursday. Next Thursday. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, next Thursday evening. No, no problem. That will be our uh, 14th annual wildlife conservation banquet in. And it really is for three counties, York, Lancaster, and Chester, but everybody in South Carolina is welcome to come. Um, it's going to be at the Ann Springs Close uh, Greenway and uh, that beautiful dairy barn that's on that um <laughs> in that area and uh i'll tell you we have a good time there's good food you know it's it's not bad forty dollars will get you in the door and okay. somebody's guaranteed to come away with something there's grab bags for everybody and we raise a lot of money and half of that money stays in that local community half comes to us so okay. uh we're real pleased that we can help out uh fun things like the bruce rush pavilion at uh at the greenway and we helped build a youth archery range there at the greenway and they're looking at community saved from previous years to do some other projects in that area so we're always glad to see that happen we just finished a, a big banquet actually probably one of the biggest ever in spartanburg the 33rd annual um spartanburg wildlife banquet this past Friday night in the Memorial Auditorium. So we had a good time, raised almost $100,000 for natural resources. And that was my fault on the planning side, not getting you on the show earlier because I missed that one altogether. And I, I, I do apologize for that one, Jim. No, dude, no apologies necessary. We, we probably couldn't gotten anybody else in there. I think we had about 700 people. We thought the fire department might come. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's a good problem to have, you know, because it, it's for a great yeah. cause. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, that one's been my mistake. It's Thursday, May the 17th, Fort Mill Wildlife Banquet. Uh, you can go right to the Harry Hampton. It's it's www.hamptonwildlifefund.org. Uh, click on the right. events tab, roll all the way down the bottom, and there it is. You can click on to get tickets right there. And uh, and have some good food and and buy some good stuff and you know contribute. Right, right. I mean, we have we have items um, you just wouldn't believe. We we've got trips to Costa Rica and Argentina. We've got condos in Myrtle Beach, Lake Wiley cruises, um, cooking experiences, concerts. I mean, just about anything you can think of in in a uh, uh, live auction, and then our silent auction is full of artwork and um, things for the sportsmen, things for the sports women and men and women of South Carolina. You just, it's just a lot of fun. Good, 
I can't say anything else. Come <laughs> join us. Enjoy yourself. Well, I'm, I say this every year. I'm going to, I'm going to make one of these one year. Just my schedule is so upside down, <laughs> just like yours is. Um, yes, but sir. I am going to make one of them because I, I do like supporting it. If I can't make them at least to get you on here and you can talk about it, maybe we'll get some people out there to Fort Milton. Well, you are always welcome, and I will buy your dinner. How's that? <laughs> uh, you don't have to. I don't mind. I, it's Jim. It's like this. I tell a lot of people because a lot of people are like, "Oh man, you got all this stuff for free and all that stuff." And I do get some of that. I said, "But you know, for forty-seven, fifty years now, well, I haven't been paying for that long. But for the for the time I remember, I've been buying everything that I've needed and, and all that. I don't mind continue doing that because it hadn't. It's worked pretty good so far. So." Well, I tell you, I have to thank you. Um, I watched you on Facebook, and I follow you. As you said, we run into each other. Um, you do a lot of great things, and, and a lot to introduce people to the outdoors to South Carolina and teaching them to be conscious where consciousness is due. And I really appreciate that, Roger. Well, I appreciate the kind words, Jim. I, I, it's it's a ton of fun. Um, you know, when when you've when you've grown up with it and you, you talk to people who didn't and don't have an idea it's out there, you, you want to share it. It's just a natural instinct to share it. And, and, you know, coming in here every weekend and doing a show and going during the week and doing stuff is, it's nothing but a hundred percent fun. I promise you. And it's a shame you're not here with me in my office. I'm, uh, I'm watching the hummingbirds at the theater and I had three deer down in the, the marsh here just a little bit earlier in the day that I just posted on Facebook. But, uh, you know, we are, again, we are truly blessed in South Carolina. And I'm very blessed to be down here in Beaufort with a, a view of the waterway. And it's, it's just magnificent. Well, um, keep, South keep, Carolina is, is truly a, a heavenly place to be. It is. Keep sharing those pictures because some of us can't see the salt marsh every day, but once in a while I can look at it through Jim Goller's eyes. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Roger. Well, look, I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. We'll, of course, do this again. You take care of yourself. Uh, look forward to seeing you next time. I will, and thanks again for hosting me. Yes. I really appreciate it. We'll do it, Jim. Talk to you soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right.